I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth cut! Baby bitches leave. Enough! Baby bitches leave. Enough! Baby bitches leave. Enough! Hello, team. Welcome back to the only show where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV with your host, the Turkey Boys. I'm Scott Sweeney, here with my chum, Ryan Ankner. How we doing, Ryan? Uh, what's happening, Hoops? We're back. As I stammer through that opening, I was thinking the other day, we, sh- we should get someone silly on Cameo to do, to record an opening for us. You know, that opening little ditty. I noticed Sinbad is on there for 60 bucks. Let's get Sinbad that work? to do it. Our budget is less than 100 and I'm on board. Yeah. That's, because all the good ones are less than 100 anyway. Like, I wouldn't want someone, mm. although I did see Floyd Mayweather on there. I think he'd be very funny, mm. but he's $1,000. Yeah, get get real he has so much dough he has like a billion dollars yeah. for him to just say like yeah i'm gonna need that thousand gilbert godfrey's on there i was thinking maybe him he could be a oh hello turkey heads. i can't do it i can't do it gilbert i know i'm a little parched for it but mm. let's get someone to do it so i can stop doing it and i like be that more fun you don't and then you don't say anything we yeah. just play that and then we roar in yeah then we can have a natural start okay He's I, I do like the intro Yes. The words of it, but you're right. It would be funnier if, you know, Dave yeah. Coulier was reading Ooh, it or... Great choice. Oh, I don't know. Um, John Stamos? Anyone from Paul Pilos. Walker. Oh. Or... Polly. Um, <laughs> Polly Walnuts. Jason Kelly. There's, there's a lot of people that come to mind. I'm picturing like a Paul Walker, Polly Walnuts crossover. Mm, Their agreed. names are close enough. Um, folks, keep your eyes peeled for a Photoshop mm. of that coming in soon. <laughs> They're in. But yes, let's get right into it. Halloween Kills, the new Halloween movie, has been delayed a full calendar year. And, which is a shame. The the trailer, they released a trailer with it, which is a nice little... It's a good trailer, I didn't watch it. It looks so cool. Like It picks up right where the last one left off, in very Halloween fashion. And like he's burning to death in the last one, and they pass a bunch of uh, fire engines. And she's screaming, like, let him burn. It's like, oh, shit. That's dope. Jamie Lee Curtis? Yeah. Mm. She's upset that uh, he found her penis, huh? <laughs> yeah. I really liked the... Uh, Go, Michael. The last one, the Danny McBride one. It's got some stuff. It slowed down a little bit in the middle, and I dozed, but I didn't hate in the theater, if you remember correctly. Yeah, you uh, did take a little... I had a little Z, a few Zs. A little but that doesn't mean That doesn't mean I don't like a movie. Yeah, you just needed a cool down. No, it's definitely got some stuff. I yes. Go, Jason, go. Yes, yes. I hate oh, re- Jason and Michael Myers. I always get them mixed up, even though I've seen all of those movies. They're very similar. <laughs> they're the same fucking guy. Yeah. Can we be honest with that? Can we like, break the fourth wall here and say there really isn't that much going on that's different between them? Halloween was first, so you got to give Michael the credit. Okay. I would say. Sure. Um, but yeah, I hate that there's all these completely finished movies just sitting on a shelf, oh, getting delayed. That, a year. that like, upsets me so much. Just put it on VOD. Like you don't—that's not a theater movie. Yeah. Well, it is, but I mean, you know I, what I mean. I'll watch it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of non-theater movies, production has begun today. 
in L.A. on the new Michael Bay film starring Bradley Whitford and Jenna Ortega, whoever she is. Bradley Whitford, like, from Billy Madison yes. and Get Out, Bradley Whitford? Yes. His balls are weird, Bradley Whitford. First team All-American. <laughs> Harvard track. Oh, yeah? That push? <laughs> um, but yeah, the film's set two years in the future. Interesting. Where the pandemic has not gone away, lockdowns reinstated, oh, come on. and the virus has begun mutating. Doesn't that sound fun? That's probably what'll just... really happen, so making a movie about it is just a... Yeah. Seems unnecessary to me. Yeah, maybe Michael Bay should have kept making Transformers movies. I never thought I'd say that. <laughs> yeah, but I don't it, know. Yeah, this sounds kind of like dudsy, but I mean, they're making movies again. Yeah, and we can't we we can't complain about production being back and yeah. things happening again. They're shooting in certain parts of the world, and speaking of which, the Tom Cruise has been granted permission by like British Parliament. To resume filming the Mission Impossible. Do you think franchise. that the uh, Church of Scientology had anything to do with that? <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like they're they're somehow influencing, you know, foreign governments. Yeah, I wonder what the Scientology take on it is. Them like, oh, it's not real. You just need to uh, say a couple hail marys or whatever they do over there. And uh, the opposite of a hail mary, whatever it is, it's like yeah. a some sort of a weird secretive thing we don't even know about yeah, you like check your thetan levels with some sort of like device whatever it is yeah. i'm in and i want to try it yeah but i'm glad someone in charge finally got things in order and they're like okay we need tom cruise back filming these mission impossible movies yeah pandemic or not we need cruise at 58 years old sprinting at full speed across rooftops roaring through a flaming tunnel, shirtless, yeah. with, you know, CGI helicopters chasing him. I bet the first day of filming, he was just, to Christopher McQuarrie, he was just like, okay, watch me do this. And he just started running, just like, booking it down the hall. He's all pent up. He loves to run. But yeah, I'm actually surprised Ethan Hunt hasn't solved the coronavirus. He stopped the Chimera virus in Mission Impossible 2, famously. Is that the one with Philip Seymour Hoffman? That's MI3. I get them all mixed up. They're all like homogenized to me. They kind of just yeah. mush together into one big, awesome movie. They're Ghost all... Protocol. Love that one, too. Is that the four. newest one? That's four. What's the newest one? Fallout. There it is. Fallout is the one. I own. The only one that I own is Fallout, and I'd watched it on a plane on my iPad, and it was like, I still loved it, but as I was watching it, I was thinking, this is probably the worst medium to watch this. Yeah. Beyond my, I mean, I have an iPad mini, so it's barely a step up from a phone. I feel like almost everyone's seen them, but if you haven't, folks, it's like a perfect series. Every yeah. one is like a classic, in they my have opinion. A, a good package deal for all of them on iTunes as well. So just grab yeah. the whole package and settle in for the weekend because it's going to be a rainy one out there, I believe. Ving Rames is in all of them. What more do you need? It's true. Did you see the news that they're working on a Wonder Years remake from Lee Daniels, Fred Savage, Salden Patterson, and this time with a black family in Alabama at the center of the story? Oh. A little twist on the Wonder Years. I'm sure people are going to be in a tizzy over that. For no some savages involved? Fred Savage. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's involved in a producerial capacity. I don't think he will be. Actually, maybe he could like pop back by as his character. Like, I'm hang, a big Fred Savage guy. Family. Him in, in Gold Member, and then him. Oh, him as the mole guy. <laughs> Gold Member. <laughs> God, Mike Myers loves one note bits. Uh, ver that killed me. 
at the time. Oh, it's very strong. And he's actually pretty funny as the gay guy in uh, Friends from College, if you ever watched that oh, on Netflix. Yeah. Very forgettable. Mm. I completely forgot that existed. But those... I really like that show because of all the flying and the magic. <laughs> he does a lot of director work these days. Mm. He, like different sitcoms. I don't think he's directed a feature, but I'm a Fred Savage fan myself. An equal and... amount of blueberries in each muffin. <laughs> That's a fun one. And in a similar vein, they announced the new Batwoman. Javicia Leslie has been cast as the new Batwoman in the CW. I wish I had a show. snoring sound drop. I and don't. it is a, a black woman. It's a black. Where the fuck is he, you fucking cunt? <laughs> Batwoman is now black. And is that your phone? That's like dope. No, it's just my keys. Mm. Holy cannoli. Yeah, no. they've been talking about that for a while. Did Ruby Rose give a reason why she stepped down? I forget. I think she legitimate, uh, legit just was like, oh, the schedule's too much work. Like, I don't like doing this, which is the oh, best reason to leave. I, I respect it. Yeah, yeah, who cares? Just leaving a multi-million dollar gig. And instead of being like, oh, creative differences, her just like, oh, I'm just tired of this. It's I stupid. just don't want to do stuff. Hey, <laughs> hey. But yeah, maybe casting a black woman will get some people to watch that show. I don't know anyone mm. who does seems like a, a show for for kids did you see there was an ellen degeneres death hoax on twitter oh that made me really really laugh i didn't but that sounds like something that I would be going it. on on twitter do you think it's any any truth to it do you think maybe she's her days are numbered i mean let's hope so mm. i've heard she's a very nasty person and treats all her yeah i've heard she terribly. sucks that's sort of like what that's a thing that speaking of people who suck ellen aside um, have you had enough of the John Depp, Amber Heard story yet? Like, it's in the news. The new thing is that John Depp is now testifying that Amber Heard shit in their bed. Oh. Have you read that? She shit the bed. Yes. And then there's another, and then she's saying that he kicked her in the head or something like that. Like, some sort of, like, it's just like a new accusation going one way or the other. And apparently she cheated on him with James Franco. And then Ooh, like Clive Barker, spicy. the author, was a threat as well, <laughs> even though he's almost 70 years old. Like there's just all these different. It's just they're just the worst couple on earth. Like Hellraiser's Clive Barker. Yes. <laughs> I like that he's in the mix. He's in the mix. And I, I'm just. There must have been like a wacky after party for one of the, <laughs> the fucking Hollywood vampire shows one of these oh, nights. They're so embarrassing. Things got wild. They're my favorite band, actually, to be honest. <laughs> Them and Kanye West. Oof. Who, but yeah, that's the dream when you get married. It's like one day I hope all our dirty laundries like get everything that happens is its own individual story. And it's just embarrassing for both of us forever. Yeah. Can it's, you imagine as a 50 something year old, successful Hollywood actor going to some sort of a publicist and getting it in page six that your wife pooped the bed mm. and like making sure that that gets on the front page of every internet browser in America. Yeah. That's not even that bad. It's almost endearing. Pooping the bed. Yeah. Have you pooped the bed? I mean... As an adult man. No. Me either. I've peed the bed. Classic. Not recently. And not sober, thank goodness. But I have pooped... I have never pooped the bed. Hmm. Um, You'll get there. I'm hoping. It yeah. seems like sort of a rite of passage. <laughs> yes. And... <laughs> this is me being seamless and chill. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. 
But uh, we all know the big news. Kanye West is pretending to run for president again. He's putting his name out there. But there is nobody on the ballot. Republican, Democrat. He also said he's not with the uh, Republican Party. He's with the pizza party. Ugh. I believe is what he said. Oh, did he really Something say like that? that. Yeah. That's embarrassing. He's an embarrassing guy. I'm not even a fan anymore he, at this point. Michelangelo from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm I, gonna, I can't imagine anything more predictable or boring than Kanye West announcing he's running for president. I do love president. this song, but I got to shut it off. Again. He already did this bit. Yes, he did. This is his idea of getting attention. Like him announcing he's running for president. Not enough people complimented me on becoming a billionaire. I'm running for president again. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, it's... I can't take it anymore. Oh, no, it's the birthday party. I'm sorry. Which is even worse than a pizza party, because at least pizzas are delicious. Birthday parties yeah. are just an inconvenience. Yeah, he should go record another unbelievably boring gospel album that oh. everybody hates. <laughs> I... He, he put out a song last week with, I think, a kid... No, with... um. Travis Scott, and I was all excited for it, and it sucks. Yeah. He he's, sucks. He's been cutless for, it's, for some Yeah, time. he hasn't come out with a good song. The Yay album sucked. As I've said a bunch, I hate when people call him a genius. It's like maybe at, at one point, now he's like a lunatic. At one point, also, he uh, was a bit of a musical and financial... He was a successful entrepreneur at one point. And there was a story a couple days after he announced his run for presidency that he's having a bipolar episode, and his family's very concerned. Oh, yeah, like, he, he's having a, a complete meltdown. <laughs> this is presidential material right here. Just falling at the scene, falling apart at the seams. Yeah. Someone online had the bit that we had a black president, we had a Trump president, now we need a black Trump president. I thought that was funny. <laughs> because <laughs> you Kanye is kind of a black Trump. He and Trump were friendly for a while. And Terrific, more than friends. I'm not playing either of my tired old Trump drops, good. don't worry. Yes. I don't know. It's There's nothing even to discuss. Let's get some good news. Rami, yeah, uh, don't. Hulu's Rami got renewed for season three. I did see that. Have That's you good. roared through season two yet? I forget. I think I got a couple episodes left. You got to finish it, yeah. But, I mean, I'm in. We're Mahershala right guys. We're happy about it. I'm wondering where they're going to go with it because it was a weird... Season two was great. And it was better than the first one, I think. Ooh. If you've not gotten in there yet, it's a show about a Muslim gentleman in New York. His name is Rami, Rami Youssef. He's a stand-up comedian. It's basically about his life, his journey as a man. And sec- the second season was weird as hell. And I recommend it to anybody. Mm. I like that you say Muslim. He'd be proud of you for the correct pronunciation. Mm. He does a, a whole bit about that on the show. Yeah, Muzz is not correctly. It's not like Muzzy, the language speaking program. It's there's a there's, it's an S. Like Muzzy Ford. The did you see John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch will make two new specials for Comedy Central? I still haven't watched that, and I heard it was pretty good. And yeah, the first one on Netflix, it's way better than you'd think it would be. I, mm. I get people's. Hesitation to watch it. It's like John Mulaney <laughs> doing a gay. Uh, a kids special, like musical. What is this? But it's like great. I loved it. Yeah, I was very hesitant. Mm. I was just like, I need him. I don't know. I I like New in Town. I think that special is flawless. I didn't love the other one that I can't remember the name of, and I haven't really dipped back. I mean, I guess I watched all of Big Mouth. So it's mm. not like I'm abandoning his work entirely. The world. But 
The Oh Hello show kind of wore out its welcome as soon as it became a real thing. Other than just those two or three Vimeo sketches, like when it was like on Broadway and like actually a part of the Kroll show. Yeah. It just, I don't know. I like Mulaney. He's not in my top. Yeah, he's not one of my favorites, but he's definitely funny. I think he's too clean for me. Mm. I need somebody who's, I don't know. We'll talk about, I did watch the new Jim Jeffries special. We can talk about that at reviews, but no doubt. he's I not the did. example that I need. Yeah. Um, what else? What I, else? What I saw else? that Stanley from The Office is trying to raise $300,000 to make a spinoff episode about his character. To which I'd like to say, Stanley, sir, just get a cameo account or maybe move on with your life. He wants just one episode about himself? Yeah, I guess a Stanley standalone. And he's raising <coughs> money on Indiegogo or one of the weird Kickstarter offshoots. That sucks. Yeah. Really, it's time to take a stand. Really bummed me out and makes me want to put Stanley in the obits. Well, we already put the entire show in the obits, so it's like... I would, yeah. I'd be okay with a second category for each character because mm. the only one of them that's really ever going to come through and get enough, you know, there's three people from that show. I suppose you could say BJ Novak, who will be cons- just consistently working and not just living off of office residuals. But like, He's I guess he had quite the successful career as an author. He yeah. has like, his books do like very well for whatever reason. The Meg panting on the sideline. Yeah, I think she needs some water. Let's give her a splash. I'm going to give her a splash of water. I don't know if you saw the trailer, but Die Hard, the new Quibi series, (laughs) where John Travolta teaches Kevin Hart how to be a badass. No, tell me with this! They're both playing themselves, and they probably asked Bruce Willis to do this, and he said no, I would imagine, with this title, Die Hard. That would have really brought it together if it was Bruce I don't Willis. Want to do that. That doesn't sound good to me. <laughs> yeah, I'll just do another couple straight to video, straight to Amazon Prime turkeys. Yeah, I have no desire to watch that. We t- we made fun of this six months ago, and now it's actually happening. Huh? Yeah, they actually s- kind of seem like a good duo, though. Travolta and Kevin Hart. I get a kick out of Travolta, and I like I like Kevin Hart too. So I mean, the maybe I'm, maybe I'm back in. Yeah. Do we I mean, have to have Quibi to watch it? Probably, which I meant to mention. Quibi is... How are they doing? They're, the three-month period where everyone had a free yeah, yeah. trial just ended. Oh, no. Just 8% of Quibi's <laughs> initial free trial users have converted to paying customers. So that means, like, if you think about it, the 8% are probably all people that just forgot to cancel it. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine that's down to like 3%, because this was from the other day. I got some more figures here for you. Quibi was funded at $1.75 billion. Oh, no. And ended up with 72,000 paying subscribers, which means each individual subscriber cost Quibi investors over $23,000. Which is just like (laughs) staggering losses. And how much do those subscriptions cost? For yeah, the like, subscriber. It's four ninety nine a month or seven ninety nine a month for the ad free. Oh, version. the ad free. Yeah. Oh man. Imagine the ad revenue. Imagine being like a Quibi ad sales guy right now. Like, okay, listen, it's not the best best platform. Yeah. Like, hi, this is Scott Sweeney. I'm with Quibi. Ooh. And that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Them just ha- immediately clicking you down. Like you call calling up like local car dealerships. 
Yeah. Yeah. Hi, uh, Mr. Conley. I really think that uh, Planet Chrysler of Franklin could benefit from running some ads on the Quibi platform. <laughs> it's no cash up front, but um, there's a bit of an overlay at the end, and we yeah. take a revenue. Sh- Hello? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> oh, you're not in. I need a dial tone sound. But yeah, like, if all 72,000 people they have stayed a whole year, which is a big if. They'd make four million dollars. Surprise, motherfucker! Which is their best case scenario, and it's just unfathomable losses. Mm. And you love to see it. I've been shitting on Quibi since its inception. That's and that's wow, beautiful. Yeah, I, we needed Quibi to fail really bad. Yeah. Speaking of streaming services getting off to a terrible start, I got an email today from NBC's Peacock, and as a joke, I agreed to sign up for the year. Mm. With a thirty dollar discounted year rate, mm. it's normally fifty, I think. For a ver- but then I realized after the fact that not only do Xfinity subscribers, which I am, get it for free built into the X One platform. Yeah, that's one. Number two, the version that I paid for unknowingly actually is full of ads. So the you 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 end up you're paying thirty dollars a year for a version that's peppered full of ads. Yeah, it's called Peacock Premium, but it has ads. Yes, premium means no ads. Right, like, I'm thinking like <laughs> premium is is the best there is. Yeah. So the, this is your best version. But yeah, I got a new cable box the other day, and I got to reveal. I'm already living that Peacock life. How is it? I was cruising through it the other day. It's horrible. <laughs> I used that one already. Oops. It's the latest and probably worst of all the new streaming services that have been rolled out. It's w- worse than year. it's worse than Disney Plus. Yes, Disney Plus at least has some originals. I opened up Peacock. This is on their front page of like Peacock picks. They're like best stuff that they're trying to draw you in with. It's all USA shows, Suits, Royal Pains, Psych. They got some Law and Orders, the Mummy movies, the King of Queens. It's like, what are we doing here? It's fucking... I couldn't believe my eyes. They have nothing in the way of originals. Although they do have that, like, Saved by the Bell reboot and some other stuff coming. Isn't Mark Paul Gossler not even involved? No. They got Slater and Jesse in the way of returning cast members. Or like, can we just redo the pill episode where I'm dancing around and then I start crying? Uh, you know they're going to like do that bit again. Of course. Because everyone remembers that. And it's going to be like, Bleh. Oh, man. But yeah, Peacock really coming out the gate swinging. What's up I, with all these shitty streaming services? Why can't anybody figure it out? Everybody's talking about... I heard on The the Ringer or whatever, Bill Simmons the other day. Uh, you know... Uh, he was saying how he's so impressed by all the content on HBO Max... Oh. I was like, guaranteed they're an ad subscriber yeah. because it's like they have like three shows. They have nothing. <laughs> Their content sucks. Yeah, Not, we're being overly negative today, and I'm okay with it. Yeah. I think it's like a fun negative. But while we're on, while we're you know going down the, to negative town, how about this Glee actress that just went missing and abandoned wow. her four year old son on some sort of kayak trip? <laughs> I haven't heard about Naya this. Rivera, I guess. Wednesday, she and her four-year-old son went on a little boat, like a kayak situation. And then Sounds she was supposed so to far. return the boat at some point in the afternoon. Didn't mm. meet the time, so they started calling her and she didn't pick up. And then out of nowhere, the boat just washed up on the shore with just her son in it. And he has no clue where she went. Classic. And now she's presumed dead. Gritty. Who Which is, is a great again? way to start the weekend. Naya Rivera, she was on that show Glee. She's kind of a babe. Yeah. 
Interesting. But I'm imagining they're going to discover her dead in a few days, <laughs> which is, you love to see it. It just wouldn't be enough without you bringing up someone no one's ever heard of just to say that they're dead. It's classic. Oh, yeah. Classic enough. Classic me. Although it's all over the uh, the entertainment blogs. Like, they're loving it. They're just like, oh, yeah. Um, Do you have, like, a life alert for these people? <laughs> I I actually, for all the people I have in the death pool, I, t- I took COD's lead, and I added Ooh. myself, or I added Google alerts for all my picks, because I don't want to miss anybody. Oh, like, if Jerry do. Adler drops drops dead, I need to know about it. I was joking. You actually have life alerts I for do, these yes. people. <laughs> Proof of life alerts. Ooh. Great yep. reference for one person. No, no, no. But speaking of uh, death... Fortunately, we have another one this week. Ennio Morricone, Cut oh, Machine. I, I didn't get that song. Sorry. It's cool. He he's, did a lot of work with Tarantino, so I'm in. Was in. As far as like movie music goes, <clears throat> he's like the guy. Mm. Everyone's calling him the best ever. He has all those iconic themes like the good, the bad, and the ugly, and Ecstasy of Gold. And yeah, he did that Tarantino movie, Hateful Eight, John Carpenter's The Thing. He's got a bunch of great ones. Hmm. I was cruising through some of his stuff on Spotify the other day. You do love a good score, mm. which is classic you. We're, we're both like leaning right into our archetypes tonight, which is appreciative <laughs> or appreciated. Eh. How about the, uh, the annual 4th of July hot dog eating contest from Nathan's Hot Dogs? Oh. And Joey Chestnut, the reigning champ, he won for the 13th year in a row. Did he and really? He looks worse than ever. Yeah. He's not like a fat guy, but he just has like this awful face. And I don't know if I've only <laughs> seen him eating, but he just, he's so, not doing himself any favors with all those nitrates. The same guy wins this thing every year? For I the did, past 13 years. Yeah. Nobody can beat him. That's not fun. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. He just dominates those dogs. Yeah. That's gross. It's and very it, gross to watch. That's not a fun thing to watch. No. It's, it's very good. Like they're just woofing down dogs and like sneaking in. <laughs> Like water, they have to drink a lot of water in between. It's well, he's gross. doing his whole method is like he kind of just eats the bun around and then he like waters the dog right down his throat. It's yeah. horrifying. Yeah, and they they all have this weird technique that just makes it so much grosser. He's just gulping them down like a bird, like a pelican. Yeah, and it's just like there's no way he doesn't get outrageously sick after eating. I don't even know a hundred hot dogs. Yeah, just his stomach just distended and ugh. That's the kind of thing. Why is this being televised? I'm not like, sure why people give a shit. That's the last thing I would ever watch is like a bunch of people just stuffing their faces with, <laughs> with any food. Like that's not anything I'd ever pop on. But I mean, yeah, someone must be into it. Somebody's watching. Somebody cares. I don't know what they tie it to. Like what happens TV wise on the 4th of July that gets people in the seats? It's not like it airs with the Super Bowl. So is it just like its own standalone show? Yeah. (laughs) And folks, the ticket bit is back. 21 years ago today, I saw the original American Pie in the theater. Ank, I imagine you were there. At Braintree? Um, Possibly? I saw that. I think that movie, I think, came out before we were pals. Was it? I know we saw the second one. We saw the second one. And they had a quick turnaround with those sequels. I just assumed you must have been there. I remember I actually saw it with some of my buddies from private school, I believe. So I think we weren't even, we hadn't even met yet when American Pie came out. Wow. Right? Because we met in 99. Sounds right. I think I saw that movie like a couple that came out like now, 
21 years ago. I, we yeah. didn't know each other yet. Kids. Think about it if you think about it. Shit break. We met that. We met in September. That uh, oh, yeah. That was pre us. Pre we'll call it. Uh, this is us. B E before enough. <laughs> yes. That's how time will be told from now on. Mm. But, I mean, made me want to watch those movies again. I haven't seen them in a while. And I love that an entire franchise that I think has like nine movies in it, maybe even more, was built on this one weird comedy where a guy fucks an apple pie and like a bunch of other weird side stuff happens. Yeah, I was always amazed at that, actually. Whenever you'd see a new spinoff pop up, it's like, how hard is Eugene Levy working to get these things made? (laughs) Yes, the only one coming back for those. Loved it. And I got a new segment I'd okay, like to I'm premiere listening. right here. Don't worry, it'll probably be a one-off. Mm-hmm. Scotty's Book Corner. Oh, no. Folks, I'm reading a book. And I wanted to brag about it because this doesn't happen often. The, uh, uh, tell us about that book. <laughs> Hank's fired up about it. <laughs> Charlie Kaufman. Very famous screenwriter and director of Adaptation and what are his other ones? Why am I blanking on this? Being John Malkovich. Yeah. Um, Anomalisa. Yeah, he's good. He's very good. His first book came out called Ant Kind and it's absurdly long. It's like 700 pages, but I'm like 50 pages in. I'm enjoying it. Mm. Will you finish it? That's the goal. Time will tell. I haven't finished a book since probably I was prescribed to Adderall in 2007. Yeah. That's I've, that's an unfortunate reality of me. It is tough to really hunker down oh, with the yeah. book. I'm amazed I got 50 pages in, and it was in like a sitting. It was like... Did you feel great about yourself when you were done? You didn't look at your phone the whole time? Just, I did. I, I, I remember that feeling. Immediately, I was like, I should probably tweet about how much I just read. Yeah, just hold the book open at <laughs> that page and tweet the page you finished on. Like, ah, nothing like a good book. Look what I did, everybody. With like a coffee cup emoji and the book emoji next to it. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll check back in with Scotty's I'm book intrigued. corner. I'm intrigued, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with Scotty's book corner. If, if you get a new segment, I get a new segment. Ooh. And I'm going to come up with it probably this weekend. I like it. But, yeah, like... Folks, if you can read, the, it's very weird and sad and funny. If you like his movies, you'll probably like this, like I am. Check it out if you're a book guy in these boring times. All Things right. have gotten so boring, I'm resorting to books. Folks. He's a book guy. What's going on? What else you got for news? I'm tapped out. Yeah. I don't feel like talking about Jelaine Maxwell again, and that's really the biggest thing in the news right now, but we're hoping she's dead any day now. <laughs> Let's, fingers crossed. No, we want her to sing. And oh, tell... yeah, true. We need her alive. Yeah. That's true. To... I, I, we need her to get into court. We want some details so they can make uh, a movie about this, and all the celebrities involved can play themselves. I laughed really hard at that the other day. <laughs> yeah, like a CGI Good de-aged bit. Chris Tucker on the Lolita Express. I'm like, I just need, I spent all my dough. I need that work. Folks, that's a green light. Any shots? I got some shots. Yeah, hit me. Uh, I shut off a documentary about the Unabomber after about three hours. Like I tore through like half and then I was like, I can't do this anymore. A photo finish shut. Wow. It was, the Unabomber is a fascinating dude. Yeah, for those I do. For those that don't remember him, he's, he, he's one of your guys. <laughs> Who are your guys? <laughs> the Unabomber is definitely one of my guys. He lived in the middle of nowhere in uh, Montana. 
and he was just sending out bombs to various people for basically no reason for mm. 18 years. I didn't realize wow. it was that long that he got away with it. He was actually a really smart dude who went to Harvard and he yeah. just went nuts and like moved to some shitty cabin and was literally just making bombs out of like batteries and matches Ooh. and like putting them into MacGyver envelopes stuff. and boxes and mailing them all over the country. And every now and then they would work and like blow somebody's face off. Yeah, that's twisted to like Joker type levels. Oh, yeah. At that point. But the, the documentary, word. I'm not going to call it a permanent shut. This is sort of like a, I Ooh. might need to get back in there because I am really interested in him. We should think of a name for that. When you're like on the fence and you've paused something, you don't know where. Folks, if you have an idea, email in enough the podcast at Gmail for what we could call that. Basically, like it's a cert- essentially like a shut purgatory because like I, I want to go back. I shut off Down to Earth with Zac Efron. That I will not be d- diving back in. That I knew immediately. I knew by the description I was going to hate it, but I just, he's one of my guys too. Mm. This and is like a reality show where he's playing himself and like getting yes. all sorts of. He's talking of about the environment and like adventure. Inspirational. He's getting inspirational and roaring around Europe and shit, talking about the environment. It's awful. Hopefully, there's a full episode where he apologizes for the Baywatch movie. I think that would be appropriate. <laughs> Funny. I, I might check that out. But yeah, it's like... No that, good. That's one of those Netflix shows where it's like, this shouldn't exist. Yeah, that's uh, ma- it's made for no one. Yeah, like, what is... Young what is girls this? who like Zac Efron, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. I also shut off Trump, An American Dream, Terrific. a documentary about Trump. Don't need it. Not interesting. All stuff you already know. I've shut off every Trump doc I ever tried to watch. They're just enraging and sickening. It's just more people who don't like him... Blah, 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 blah. Um, and then I shut off Doom Patrol, which we predicted ahead of time on HBO Max, which didn't start out on HBO Max. I forget where it started out, but... Oh, yeah, Doom Patrol. Yeah, that DC... Yeah, I watched like 10 minutes hero of show. It sucks. Yeah. Isn't Brendan Fraser on that yes. playing like a reincarnated robot? Yes. I thought... <laughs> I In the thought beginning, it's might. like flashbacks to the 80s, and he's like banging the maid doggy style and then like uses his superpowers to not get caught. And I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting. He's Ooh, like cheating edgy. on his wife and being being all silly. And he's all soft now. He has like a big fat face and a belly, and he just looks silly. Yeah. And I was like, okay, an ugly aging Brendan Fraser, I'm here for this. And then it just <laughs> got boring and boring, more and more boring, and I just... And then it gets convoluted with all the characters, and it. it lo- I watched about twenty five minutes, but it's bad. Mm. Yeah, I don't recommend it. You have to be like a real comic book enthused type to get into these sort of shows, in my opinion. Mm. And I'm not that guy at all. Yeah, I. That's sh- all I shut down. I have no bit. What do you got? I shut off uh, Juwan, the TV show, which is like The Grudge, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The new Netflix thing. No good. Which it's dubbed, first of all. Oof. Hate it. And a scary TV show doesn't really work. Mm -mm. I watched almost like one full episode, and it's like, what is this silly creature going to haunt a new person every week? (laughs) What are we doing here? Like, I'm not, you can't do a horror TV show in that vein. It has to be a movie. Thank you muchly, but not for me. I also shut off Expecting Amy. What's that one? Amy Schumer. Oh, no. The documentary about her being prego? Yes. Poor thing. Which is new to HBO Max. I thought this was a movie. This is actually a series with three episodes that are over an hour long each. So this is like a three and a half hour long saga that she did. But 
it doesn't really matter if it's a movie or a show. It basically amounts to just like her home movies. I watched 20 minutes and was just like, okay. Okay. And, and I think she's funny. And she's clearly smart at monetizing her normal life. She, you know, turned what amounts to home movies into a big show on the new streaming network. She turned her cooking and quarantine into a food network show. Like, she's clearly knows what she's doing. Yeah, we're pro Amy here at the Enough Podcast, but I don't think pregnancy is interesting unless it's an immediate relative and you actually get to meet the kid. Yeah, it's literally like her husband filming her throwing up in a car. And, like, you see it. It's like, who would entire this is it supposed to be funny i mean kinda i think her just being sassy she throws up and then is like i love being pregnant or you know some sort of joke they're trying but it's very home movie type stuff it's just them you know going through it you sucked his dick (laughs) i shut it i also shut off killer man which i think you watched a couple weeks ago Oh, i watched all of that in the theater oh oh yeah that was the theater one you saw and i loved it I couldn't get into it. No, no, no. It's great, folks. Don't listen. <laughs> it, it just wasn't for me. With my boy like uh, Owen Hemsworth or whatever the fuck his name is. Liam Hemsworth. Liam. We're going to fuck you up. I actually thought it had a similar look and like camera style to Uncut Gems. I was kind of digging it for mm. a bit, but I don't know. It's about him as like a gritty drug guy. And it's him in that sidecar from Place Beyond the Pines, who is very unconvincing as, like, the Clark Duke. Oh, the kid movie. from Brooklyn? I can never remember. Exactly. I never remember his name. Yeah. And I'm not going to look it up. I want to get it, but I'm he, not going to get it. He was bothering me in this. Him as a tough guy. He's not a believable tough guy, and he's a tough guy in, like, four movies. Yeah. It's like, I just push him over. Who Who is that guy? Yeah. With his chubby face. And they were doing the whole, like, cool guy, nerd guy, drug dynamic. I was just like, seen it, don't need it. Don't need it. Not for me. And I also shut off Hamilton, which is which is now on Disney+. Plus. I can't even fathom watching Hamilton. Monty revealing that he did a trial of Disney+, Plus to watch Hamilton as a celebration of his birthday. We should maybe made call me, him for an impromptu It made review. me legitimately angry. <laughs> Get him on the phone. I'll talk to him. <laughs> Made me furious. I was I was seething. And Monty, I know you're listening to this, and fuck you. But yeah, they released... It's the play, just a filmed version of the play. They released it on Disney Plus for people to watch. Just too boring for me. I went in with an open mind, like, hey, everyone loves this. Maybe it's cool. People rapping about history. Um, you know, <laughs> let's see. But rap has, has never been so boring, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't I, really like theater either. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. I Just need, everybody all... I'm not even like a rap guy to begin with. I need like an eight-mile style rap battle to keep my attention. The uh, This was just... I don't know. Just a snooze. They... Uh, watching people act in a play like makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm just watching it like, oh, fuck. I don't, I you can't see it, folks, but I'm scowling. He's I don't like, I, I, I don't like Lin-Manuel Miranda. I think he was weird on Curb. I'm hoping he gets me too because I'd like to get rid of him. Yeah, he slinks his way into everything. It's like just his weird mitts. I'm out. Not for me. And I also shut off Desperados, a new Netflix original movie, which is not... A sequel to Robert Rodriguez's Desperado, unfortunately. I wish it were, because that movie rules. 
That would actually be fun if they ever made... Well, actually, they did make a sequel and called mm-hmm. it Once Upon a Time in Mexico. But Desperados... Isn't... Because, like, Dos, that's a twofer. Wait, what's Do you the... get what I'm saying? He gets it. I get it. Yeah, but what... <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I was cool. trying to think of the... There's a prequel, I thought. Once Upon a Time in Mexico is... What's the other one? Like El Rey or El Rio or there's another one. Machete. Machete kills. I don't know. You're probably right, but there's I There's some other... There's like several Desperado spinoffs that yeah. are not necessary. But this Desperados, it's basically like... Bridesmaids meets road trip. A woman sends a weird text to her new boyfriend because she thinks he's ghosting her. But it turns out he's in a coma. And, like, he's the perfect guy. So they need to drive to Mexico to delete the texts. And it's wacky and not very fun. No thanks. (laughs) It's one of those movies that, like, tries way too hard to be edgy. There's a scene where, like, they're showing a CGI dolphin dick. And it's, like, hitting everyone in the face. It was embarrassing. And it had a, a cameo from Mike Mitchell from the Doughboys, Spoonman, Spoon Nation, what up? And that's why I watched it. And he was a highlight. Everything else was kind of whatever. I turned it off after like 40 minutes. Mm. That is Desperados. And I think that's all my shuts. We're going to take a break and watch our featured review, Palm Springs, featuring, I guess you could call him a friend of the show, Andy Samberg. <laughs> I'm a fan. He's that right? I'm like a mild fan. He's sort of like a peripheral friend. And I think it's got that Christina Milioti who pops up in some stuff. She might Fuggin be one of our gals. Aww. I'm going to try to convince Hank to watch the new straight-to-video movie Money Plane. Oh, there's not much convincing needed. I need that. <laughs> there's actually a bunch of good stuff that came out today. We're going to have some hot ones next week. Yeah, we got, a lot of, we got a lot of content right now, which is making me feel like a human being again. We're I, back. We need content. Yeah, we'll be right back. Palm Springs. So a mosaic, a collage of a bunch of different experiences. There isn't one that completely embodies it. Hello, team. We're back. Hi. We just watched Palm Springs, a brand new movie that is exclusive to Hulu. There's actually a huge bidding war for this movie at whatever fest, the big festival last year. I think it was uh, Sundance. Yeah. That That sounds sounds accurate. Yeah. So I've been excited to see this ever since I heard of that. You know, when there's a bidding war that you you got a hot one coming. It's a nice take on uh, the obitted genre of uh, suspended reality, time travel, Groundhog Day, reboot. Yeah, they kind of give it away in the trailer, so this isn't like a spoiler. But I went into this knowing nothing about it, which is always a fun way to watch a movie. Agreed. I didn't even watch the trailer, so I didn't realize it was, you know... I knew it would be Andy Samberg. That's all I knew. I I didn't know J.K. Simmons was in this, which was a very pleasant surprise. Yeah, good cast. Them, uh, the Christina Milioti or something, the mom from How I Met Your Mother. She's good. She did that one episode of Black Mirror. No, the, not Black no, Mirror. No, yeah, that was her. That in, was her, wasn't The one with yeah. Jesse Plemons. There she was is. good in that. Yeah. That was one of my favorite ones of that season. I was very sick with the flu, or no, food poisoning when I watched that. I ate expired spinach and was vomiting my brains out. Ooh, Popeye stuff. Oh, yeah, it was horrible. 
I remember is, cooking it up and Trey, I was like, hey, Trey, like I'm making this spinach. It's three days past the day. Should I eat it? And he was like, yeah, man, it doesn't matter. And I was like, all right, cool. Within like eight hours, I was having such a like. <gasps> You're like, why is this happening? He said it was going to be OK. <laughs> he said it was fine. The weird smell would cook out. How dare you, Trey? Uh, yeah, J.K. Simmons is always a pleasant surprise. So I, I was on board based entirely on his involvement. Yeah, he, as we were saying when we were watching, he kills it and everything. Mm. He can, like, elevate something to way beyond what it actually is. The one Not scene... Not to say he did it here. This movie was good. I yeah. enjoyed it. There's a few scenes that he just outacts everybody mm. when he gets in, in anything. Like, he's, he sits down at, with Andy Samberg, and I won't give it away what's happening, mm. but he's kind of just reflecting on life and just doing his J.K. Simmons thing, and it's just... Yeah, he really fucking good. He really sells a pretty silly premise Man. that they have to like make plausible and relatable and the whole deal. He seems like a really easy guy to work with. He's the kind of actor that's done all sorts of different stuff from comedy to drama to indie movies to big blockbusters and he just sort of crushes everything. Yeah, he seems like a pro. He's yeah. probably not like a method guy. He probably just shows up and is like I know what to do. I'll do the whole thing. You'll be wowed. I imagine he, yeah, like even his little scenes in, say, like Up in the Air with George Clooney, he just crushes. Mm, yeah. um, I forgot he was in that. I don't know. In terms of a summary for this movie, basically Andy Samberg is at a wedding with a girlfriend that he doesn't like very much. And it's sort of he's stuck there because of some sort of time loop. And yeah, to give away much more than that would ruin it. But It's a very high concept comedy. Mm. It actually reminded me of that movie Safety Not Guaranteed. Did you ever see that? I did. Is that with Adam Pally? No, that was with uh, one of the Duplass brothers. It's a du- a, is it Duplass? Or du- it's Duplass, I think. Okay. It's but, one of them and Aubrey Plaza. And yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, a, I did see that. It's like a time travel rom-com. This is in the same kind of vein where it's, right. you know. We obitted this a couple weeks ago. Yeah, this, that, Groundhog Day movies. Yeah. It's something, you know. This was actually a good example of that genre, but it is something you've seen like right. a lot. I didn't love I always I said this to Scott as we were watching it, like I hate when they have a movie like this where the the part that you like it's like in blank check when the kid gets the money and he's spending all the money and you wanna watch him spend the money. I think blank check did a pretty good job of letting us have fun with that for a while. Yeah. Whereas a movie like this, the fun is once you realize that you can, you know, move time around you can do whatever the fuck you want and i didn't think they did enough of that yeah some movies they like montage through the fun part where it's like no you need to like luxuriate in Mm. the fun part let's live in it a little yeah like that's what the movie should be and make like the snoozy part of montage zip through that there's a really fun peter gallagher cameo if you don't remember him i think he's the old dad from the oc with the big eyebrows his bit got a big lol out of both of us he is good. I like him. He's sort of like a a more muted version of J.K. Simmons in a lot of ways. Like he ha- he does a lot with a little. Like the you know not to keep talking about the rewatchables, but that Dion Simmons you know award Dion Waiters, Dion Waiters right? Um, a lot with a little award kind of thing. And yeah, you, like you put him in, and he just crushes in his little ninety second blurbs. He'll make a dad role that would be boring in other hands, like really sing, as mm. they say. But yeah, this is a movie you'll watch it and be like, oh, that was cute. It's a movie people would say is cute. The philosophy (laughs) of this movie is, I was saying to Scott as well during it, how is being stuck at a, 
a one time, you know, how is this, how is being stuck in time, I guess, and you get to keep repeating everything. How is that any worse than what we're actually in now? I mean, especially Corona wise, right. we are, everyone's living their own variation of a Groundhog Day. I think life. I would take this version. If, if, as long as I was surrounded by people that I like. Mm. Well, yeah, that's the thing. If I you're, mean, if it's a good day, it's like, I can live this day over and over again with, and yeah. you could just sort of do whatever you want with it. it doesn't seem so bad to me like you know like what's the oh no i want to die <laughs> yeah. i mean i do want to die so it would be <laughs> kind of frustrating to focus on not being able to mm. but i don't know Classic. i just to me it's like we're kind of already here time is sort of a concept we don't have time yeah, to yeah. really break this down because we have seven other movies we want to talk about but we don't have time to break down time exactly powerful um but yeah, that is, uh, what's it called? Palm Springs. Now exclusively on mm. Hulu. We're Hulu guys, just we in are. case you forgot. And you should be too. One do Long Dumb Road? Yes. It's, it's not a brand new movie, but it's new to Netflix. And it's a movie about Jason Manzukis from The League and other, and I guess Big Mouth. People know him. He's, People know him. Yeah. He's a guy. It's it's a two-hander with him and the lobby boy from Grand Budapest Hotel. <laughs> That's who he is. He's great. That's funny. He's like, I'm glad he keeps popping up and stuff because he's a real scene stealer. And yeah, it's like, it's a road trip movie where it's like two, an oil and water kind of thing. But I liked how with normal... Road trip things, like, I'm thinking of planes, trains, automobiles type stuff. Like, they're at odds at the beginning, and then they, you know, slowly but surely reveal their hearts of gold to each other. This one kind of does it backwards. I prefer that, actually. It's he's, more realistic. He's, like, amused by him. He's like, oh, this guy's funny. Like, I'll give you a ride. And they uh, set off on a fun adventure. As it started happening, I said to myself, I wonder how long until Manzuka's turns does a heel turn and we hate him and it happened almost immediately after yeah well that was the best part they he's a good actor and is so like naturally funny they did a good job of the back and forth like oh he's being charming and that's like oh this guy's kind of annoying and like too mm. much it was great him being the the kid from budapest hotel whose name i can't remember now is uh, a photographer. Tony Revolori. Yes. And he's taking photos of, and he's Jason Manzoukas is like, why don't you take some pictures of me with this barbed wire? And he leans up against the barbed wire and he's like, I'm the real deal. And he like does yeah. these faces. It was killing me. Everything he was doing, I was like, I bet he just improv that. Yes. Because it was just so natural and funny. Um, There's a lot of funny cameos or a few funny cameos, I should say. There's a great uh, Fast and Furious scene where they like really get into the series. I was like, this I could watch this for an hour. Familia stuff. <clears throat> the uh, Ron Livingston had a fun pop by. hadn't seen him. Uh, hadn't seen him in a while. Sort of a not him role. He's more of like the supportive friend. Mm. I didn't really feel like he worked here. Yeah, he was a dickhead, and that's not really something I've ever seen him do. He he's was out like, of his comfort zone. He's just like one of those guys. He pops up in something. I'm like, oh yeah, he's still around. Good old Ron. <clears throat> but yeah, there's a scene where Jason Manzoukas' character proposes to a girl he met like hours ago. I don't even think it was the day before. It's like a same day thing. Horrible, horrifying. It was so like cringy, but good. Like good cringy. They, mm. they wanted it to be cringy. And uh, it was good, but it was upsetting. Yeah. I, I was cringing a lot. 
But yeah, I enjoyed watching it. Kind of tapers off a bit at the end, a but bit. it. Uh, I think it's worth a watch. The Long Dumb Road, now on Netflix. Uh, what else you got movies-wise? I got one. I snuck in uh, Midway, which oh, is now God. on HBO. A, he stinks, and I don't like him. A Pearl Harbor movie so bad it makes Michael Bay's Pearl Harbor look like a classy picture. <laughs> Why did you do that, Scotty? Like, the effects in this movie are so silly and green screen looking, it's almost insulting to the memory of the people who actually died in this war. Like, it looks like video game cutscenes or a PC screensaver. It was, like, truly embarrassing and awful. The uh, Whoever was doing the visual effects gave up midway through, one might think. <laughs> but yeah, fucking the cast in this, Woody Harrelson's in there playing some sort of oh. historical figure that I probably should know who it is, but I don't. He was very out of place and wearing a wig. Anytime you're watching a movie where Woody Harrelson has hair, you're in trouble. And Nick Jonas is in this movie because he's in everything that comes out these days. I don't know why that keeps happening. Yeah, I think he decided somewhere along the line that he needed film work. And because the Jonas Brothers have such a cachet in Hollywood, they just said, okay. He's a real actor's actor. And they really he's playing like a guy with a big New York accent. They're really like asking a lot of him. And it didn't, he couldn't meet the demand. That sucks. Yeah, it was bad. And yeah, just one of those awful movies where while watching it, I was thinking like, do you think they knew while they were in the editing room, like putting this together, just how bad and lifeless this is? Just unimpressive, no reason to exist. Hated it. Midway, now on HBO. Check it out. Mm. What'd, you, what, uh, what'd you get in? Uh, it's not even really worth discussing. Mm. I'm just going to skip over it. I'm reading my notes on it and I'm reminding myself. It's a movie about like these bums running around and the middle of nowhere in upstate New York. and The bums lost. <laughs> Condolences. I didn't. It's a movie called Mobile Homes. I'll just let you know that you can skip it. it and don't get lured in by Imogen Poots like I did. It's no good. She's lure. Alluring, one might say. Mm. Got there. But other than that, I just have TV. Didn't you watch Junior this past week? I did, and it doesn't hold up at all. It yeah. was a big letdown. <laughs> I saw that movie years ago. This is the movie where... Arnold gets pregnant, and I saw it years ago, like, oh, this has to be hilarious, and it's surprisingly not fun for a movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger gets pregnant. It's not really fun at all, which is very surprising, because you'd think just it's high concept, you know? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's like a rom-com with him and Emma Thompson, who he doesn't have any chemistry with at all. None. Like, ah, oh, Emma Thompson, let me take you on a date. Like, she's British, he's Austrian. It's just weird. She's super clumsy through the whole movie. Danny DeVito's kind of mucking through his lines with that woman from other things that I can't recall. It just, I yeah. just, it's very 90s, very boring. He's doing what he can. They're like, oh, we can recapture the twins' magic, and it totally just doesn't. They're doing a little with a lot, mm. basically. They had a lot to run. It was essentially like a nutty professor premise that they could have just t- gone wild with and didn't. Yeah, it seemed like Arnold was kind of like miscast or something. Mm. That was in like I think at his apex in some capacity. Not necessarily like Kim being the governor of California is his life apex, but I think in terms of like mid nineties, mm. like the Terminator movies that both come out, 
he had that slew of just home runs one after the other. Yeah. It's weird anytime he's in a movie where he has a love interest. Yes. He, he kind of doesn't really have chemistry with anybody. I don't even think he has chemistry with his real wife, Maria Shriver. I think he's just sort of like, I fucked the maid. I don't know what happened. Yeah. He I'm not doing to, an Arnold, though. That's hack. He needs to be like a robot or yes. just the lead cool guy who, you know. Although it kind of worked in True Lies. Him and Jamie Lee Curtis. Maybe I'm changing my tune. Mm. Okay. I feel like He's I might have masturbated to that scene where she's sashaying around the bed in her undies. Even though I was not attracted to her, it was just all I had. Classic jug shot for the fans. When I was like seven yes. or whenever that came out. <laughs> but yeah, Junior, where'd you watch that? Is that on Prime or something? It's on Stars. Stars. If you guys want to get back in there and decide if it's aged horribly like I did. I feel like Twins has probably aged better. Maybe watch Twins. Yeah, Twins is much funnier. I actually watched that a couple years ago. That does Ooh. hold up. Because yeah. he and DeVito are actually a good duo. Yeah. One's really big, one's really small. That alone gets me every time. Yeah. <laughs> That'll get you far. Yes. Um, I kind of want to do TV. Let's go. Yeah. I got to lead off with the Epstein documentary. Oh, tell me all about it. What I forget the title. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein, What a Guy, I believe it's called. <laughs> yeah. What a Guy, exclamation point. I think I watched like an episode a half and a half of this when it first came I'll out. I'll get in there. And then I just, you know, wasn't in the mood for it. it yeah, it's a four-part Netflix doc basically detailing a lot of why uh, now dead pedophile jeffrey epstein was even worse than you thought he might be Mm. um yeah like just it details a lot of his little shitty stuff that he pulled basically like he was getting to go into the details is sort of a vibe kill here and we've been vibing today so i won't really go into detail but i mean please don't he paid off the cops he's got lawyers all covering his ass on every turn basically he's throwing money around like nobody's business he's got a pedophile island he's got a plane Mm. he's just the worst man who's ever lived and he was just sexually trafficking hundreds and hundreds of young ladies uh like just you know he's a he was a rapist and a terrible person and now he's dead and if you want to learn more about it it's on netflix Mm. He's got a mansion in Palm Beach that's like the biggest thing I've ever seen. He's got a fucking resort basically in New Mexico where he and Jelaine Maxwell would just lure these women in. And there's just, they, they literally bring out, it makes R. Kelly look like a fucking saint. Just they bring out woman after woman after woman. It's just horrifying. And I was literally transfixed. Like it's super captivating how fucked up this guy is. Yeah, it's like the Athlete A thing we watched yeah. last week. When you watch something like this, it's just like, wow, look at all these people. Look at all these flavors. This is going to be tough. <laughs> what am I doing? But uh, yes. No, I get it. <laughs> the It's crazy when you see something just like, wow, people in power can really just do whatever they want until the buck stops when things get really just like. Yeah, they you know. just kind of get away with everything. Yeah, until like, it's to the point of like, okay, now we need to, like, yes. there's too much, there's too many people, too many people know. Yeah, it's insane. The lengths it has to go to for oh, these yeah. people to get in trouble. It's really like... He was a really bad dude, and I'm hoping his whole team goes down now, because we're learning more and more, and, you know, he mysteriously, quote-unquote, killed himself, but... Mm. Ugh, it's the, it's it's a scary thing to imagine that there are people that get 
that are victimized by people like him and then nobody ever even hears about it just based on how much money is involved. Yeah. If you have a lot of money, you can basically do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. And I'm sure next week on the show in the news we'll be talking about Ghislaine Maxwell killing herself in quotation marks. I'm predicting COVID. Yeah. I'm gonna, they're going to give her COVID or mm. say she has COVID and then they're going to move her into some sort of isolated hospital room where she's going to mysteriously die, quote yeah. unquote, of COVID, quote unquote. It'll be a classic. Um, I also began real quick. I also began watching a show called Twenties, which Ooh. is from friend of the show comedian Lena Waif on Showtime, and it's about mm. a bunch of young African American women in the entertainment business in California, uh, in Los Angeles, and one in particular is sort of like a young fuck up, and she, you know, like is fucking up her relationship. She gets evicted from her apartment in the first episode. She's not even in a relationship. It's like a casual thing. It's kind of, it reminded me a little bit of girls. I'm, I'm trying to do, I find a thing that people do that's not very woke, myself included, is say mm. like, oh, like he's like a black Larry David. Why mm. not just say like he's funny? You don't need to compare him to a white person with black in front of it. Like I found fair. myself. I caught myself doing that, calling this a black girls in my head, not even out loud. Mm. And I'm like, you know what? It's funnier than, than some parts of girls. And I'm entertained on a different level. It's nothing like it. I don't need to compare it to a white thing to put it in a box. So that's my woke take of the week. That's a hot one. Mm. I haven't even heard of the show. I'll check it out. It's, it's on Showtime. I actually really, I I watched the first three episodes really quickly. You know, I'm a huge Showtime fan. So take this with a grain of salt, but I thought it was really entertaining. Breezy, real quick. The characters are all different and likable. And you know it's safe on Showtime. They'll give it 12 seasons. It's a something. No there's something comforting about taking in a Showtime show, just knowing you're not going to have to worry about it vanishing on you. Yeah. Like you're you'll saying. get in you know, 14 seasons of Dexter to the point where he's hunting down John Lithgow and it doesn't even make sense anymore. Now, Dex. <laughs> the, we both watched... The new Jim Jeffries special on Netflix, as you alluded to yes. earlier in the program. We did, didn't we? Yes. I hated it in the beginning, and then he got me by the end. I didn't love it, but it's good, it's good enough. Yeah. It's called Tolerant, the mm. latest one. He filmed it in Boston, which I thought At was At the fun. Wilbur. Very, very obviously the Wilbur. Kid. I'm a fan of him. He's Australian, He's for people who don't know. And as you were saying, that's like... At least half of his shtick. Like, the fact that he's Australian and his mm. whole cadence and... It's a little much, yeah. to be honest, but I do like him. I, I like it when a comedian, like, they're funny and they have a funny voice. It's a nice double whammy. Mm. I feel like he'd be a good hang. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, most bits were good, well-paced. Mm. I laughed at this comedy special. <laughs> there you go. I can never think of what to what say. What else can we ask? Uh, yeah, I liked a few of the jokes about... He made fun of Italian Americans a lot, which I always appreciate. He said that's like the one group we can still go after. He's and so right about he's that. He's very right. Talking about how waiters will serve you food in an Italian restaurant and they'll go from talking like me to saying like mozzarella, like out of nowhere. And mm-hmm. him trying to say it like that in his Australian accent was really funny. Yeah. It has its moments. It's good. And he does lean into the whole like, you can't say anything anymore, which we've omitted before, I yes, think. thank you. That was you. Mm-hmm. And agreed, like, Enough with that, because you can say stuff. Every comedian but. feels the need to fill out like seven minutes of their special by talking about how they can't make jokes about anything. 
It's like, just take it out. We know the whole deal. Just do good jokes. No one will care. It's almost like they're wondering if they're going to get canceled and they want to be ready for it or something. Yeah, exactly. So they have that as like a foolproof. It's like, uh, 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 you can't cancel me. Didn't you see this? Yep, that's my little disclaimer. Yeah. You can't get me now. Yeah. Yeah, it's good though. It's funny. It's on Netflix. There's not much else to watch. So watch it. I also watched another stand-up one. Eddie Pepitone for the masses. Who's he again? Refresh my memory. He's like a kind of older guy who's bald. He... He's had a Popeye on every show. You'd see him and be like, oh, that guy. If you mm. want to look him up real quick, I can't. But uh, this special is on Amazon Prime, or you could just listen to it on Spotify. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, I think he was in uh, Crashing. Yeah, he There's definitely. There's a scene where he's in the, in the comedy cellar basement. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah, and he used to be on the Sarah Silverman program in a fun role. He's, uh, he's good. He's kind of like a Tim Dillon guy. Tim Dillon actually like recommended this. That's how I, I heard about it. And uh, yeah, he had some great Trump stuff. He had a great bit on Waze, the uh, driving app that I found very relatable. And yeah, just listen to it on Spotify if you want some laughs on the go. You don't need to watch these comedy specials. It's very listenable. I feel like a lot of people forget they that's even an option. Mm. Yeah, I like him. I yeah. like I you know what I miss and since I brought up crashing, I'm just going to say it again. Uh-oh. I don't think they should have canceled it. Wow. And I'm a big <laughs> big supporter. You're the and only I, person in America right now like pining for more crashing. <laughs> and I need more. Wow. I do. Pete Holmes needs to hear this. I'm going to tweet him. him. I'm going to send him a nice tweet and say, "Listen, bud, I Did you ever listen to his pod? He has a podcast. Uh, you made it weird. I listen when he has. I don't, fun on. but I do like him, so I will. Yeah, get in there. All right. What else did we watch? I feel like I got some. I'm tapped, but anything else? I'm I'm in to hear about it. Uh, I cruised through Peacock as we mentioned earlier. Parsons will be happy to know they have the entire Chicago verse up on there. Oh Jesus! So there's some reason for uh, celebration. And I watched a couple more of the new Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. We talked about it a little bit last week. The stories get a little bit better. It heats up? A little bit. It's still Mm. mostly like missing person stuff. But I got to say, and my friend Lauren referenced this on Twitter with a fun bit that was basically like, sorry, but I like my mysteries solved. And... That made me think, I know it's in the title, but watching an hour-long mystery that at the end has no closure, and they're just like, yeah, we don't know what happened, is very unsatisfying. I feel like that's a thing that flew in the 90s when our technology wasn't as good, but now it's like, why don't you solve it? Figure it out. Get the internet involved. It's exhausting. Yeah. It's an hour long. You get to the end, and it's just like, yeah, we don't know what happened. And it's like, fuck. Oh, well. Yeah. Oops. Like, do they think I'm going to solve it? Because I'm not. <laughs> I'm on the case. I'm Here I go, oh boy. I'm going to solve it. The new Zodiac. But yeah, Funny. I don't know. It's all just missing persons. No, I like cases. that, yeah. The, uh, if you like true crime, get in there. And it is kind of cool, like, when someone disappears, like, every little thing that they did on their last day or their last time they were seen anywhere like becomes a hot lead like the the rabbit holes they have to go down to to like even kind of have an idea of what might have happened like it can be interesting 
And it can also be a snooze. What I'm wondering is how does anybody go missing anymore? I feel like if I tried to go missing, there'd be a lot of people seeking me out. And I'm not even that popular. Mm. Yeah, we could track you. Like what if I went missing on that too? What if I went missing on a Friday? Would you come searching for me to do the pod? Kid. I mean, you know, I'm a big weekend guy. I'm going to party all weekend. I'll start looking for you on Monday for the fans. Give me cancer now, guy! Yeah, Solved Mysteries. That's our new reboot that we're going to go to Hulu with. I think we should pitch it to Quibi first. It'll be an easier sell. (laughs) Yeah. Just tell them that we'll get their revenue up by 75 cents. He's in. Yeah, I think that's all we've been watching. Um... I have one more idea Ooh. of, you know, I know it's a little outside the box, but would Kid. you, there's a movie I've been meaning to show you. Is it a bean set crime drama? Ah, that's very good guess. <laughs> uh, there's a few stars in it. You want to try to guess any of them or? I mean, hopefully Mark Wahlberg's in it. He's my favorite. All right. Feast your eyes on this. A little wow. bit of The Departed. I'm going to oh, play you 90 seconds. Wow. What a treat. Thank you. How you doing? Yes. We're still in the scene of Nicholson and Leo in the bar. He's seventy years old, Frank. I'm just saying. This is Frank, one of my favorite scenes, actually. One of you guys is gonna pop you. One of you guys, Frank. As for running drugs, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing, Frank? What are you doing? The money or the pain in the ass, and they will catch you. Him just setting the menu on fire or the tablecloth, like, what are you doing? Tell you the truth, but I like it anymore either. What a line. I don't need Lucy anymore, but I like it. And then he just puts the fire out with his jacket. Him just over it, like, I don't need it no more. Oh, the rat stuff. And it brings up questions. You know, see, Ben, like, you're the new guy. Girlfriend. His accent in this is so wonky. It's like on and off the whole movie. He's a New Yorker. Why would he not be able to do the Boston accent? It's very similar. Isn't it, though? I don't know. Kid, I'll fucking dare you. I fucking hate the Yankees and shit. Go ahead and ask me because I'll give you the fucking answer, right? Kid, Fenway's opening up, but we can't even go to a game. Kid, fuck you. I'll fucking be there. Kid, you should just stand on Yaki. I mean, that's what I was going to fucking do anyways. It was going to be fucking dope. That's 90. It's not that great of a screen grab for this week, unfortunately. Yes. And I just want to take a quick moment because so much good stuff came out today that we're going to be talking about next week. The Old Guard, that new Charlize Theron movie. I'm going to check that out. I'm hearing good things. Yeah, I'll watch that. First Cow, an A24 movie about a fucking cow. Is it a doc or just like a... One, please. No, it's a movie. It's like a, a poignant feature film about a cow. Okay. Who has an Instagram account that everyone should follow? I wish I had the handle, but I don't. And like a fucking Danny Trejo documentary, that movie Money Plane with Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, it's essentially like Turkey Christmas in July. And yeah. I don't know where it's coming from, but we've been bitching about content for weeks and now it's here, so let's go. We're back. Um Folks, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, you know the handles. Uh, send us an email, enoughpodcast at gmail.com. And I think that's enough. Yeah. I, uh, I'm on, I'm actually, my schedule is rapidly filling. I'm not even joking. Like a couple weeks ago, I was making this joke about my business trying to just 
it may be funny in lieu of COVID, but now it actually is getting busy. We're safe over here. We're wearing masks. We're spraying everything with antibacterial. It's a fucking nightmare, but the workout part isn't. So I know you probably aren't feeling your best self after all this time indoors. So go outdoors and then come back indoors and work out with me. That's my new slogan. That whole wonky thing there. (laughs) I'm going to put it on the back of my t-shirts. So it's AnkFit. AnkFit.com. Fill out the form. Let's do it. If you could. We'd love it if you would. Oh, and one more thing, folks. Don't forget to have a good one, man. Folks, that's enough. We'll see you next time. Shit, the show's still going. This is like bonus footage. Okay. This is like the post-credit scene yeah, and like a- chaos or whatever it is. Willem Dafoe is coming in and <laughs> yeah, the fucking Batman and Superman. Um, or what's on next? Mm. Okay, I'm gonna shut it off now. Oh.